so this this episode that we're about to do sent me down for some reason a memory alpha rabbit hole about mostly about uh buck bokai who is oh yeah he's the he's the baseball player right? he's the baseball player that I think it's there's like a very early episode of Deep Space Nine because I've seen this one, so it must be early. Where there's like aliens that start just like appearing as people for some reason, and like one of them shows up to Cisco as like Buck Bokai, who's this like yeah. old baseball player from the twenty second century or something. I oh I think because didn't you were you looking this up because he that the actor plays Hoshi's dad. In... Yes. So yeah, okay. like I, I was looking at. Hoshi's dad for so that is kind of its own whole rabbit hole because I was like looking him up because I just had started like seeing him kind of made me start thinking of like what exactly nationality all of the characters are and like it's is this kind of one of those egregious where just like all Asian actors just kind of get stuck playing Asian character mm-hmm. um because I was like because Linda Park is definitely Korean, and I was like, he doesn't—he doesn't really look Korean. And no, he's actually—he's from Hawaii, actually. Okay. And the character is of Japanese descent, so. Um, but yeah, but I was like looking him up, and it was like, oh yeah, like so he's also appeared. You have a, a Korean and a Hawaiian person playing Japanese. Playing people. Japanese people, yeah. Okay. Um, that's some. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's. I don't know. Is that as is that as bad or not as bad or worse than, um, what's his name? Play, Chico. Uh, I can't think of. Oh, Robert Beltran. Yeah, for well, Robert Beltran play, uh, a playing a Mexican man, I believe, playing an Native American. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know that it's ever going to top a uh, Ricardo Montalban playing Khan Nunyan Singh. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's or true. Benedict Cumberbatch playing Khan Union Singh, I guess, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, so so yes, he also he's also appeared in Star Trek as Buck Bokai in that episode. Mm-hmm. Who then, like, I started reading Buck Bokai's page, and it's interesting that he was actually first. So in the Big Goodbye, the like Next Generation episode where they go, they don't really go back; they go on the holodeck, and it's like the 1950s. Um, yeah. there's some mention, I think Data talks about how, like, cause someone mentions Joe DiMaggio and Data's like, well, like in whatever year, the shortstop for the London Kings will break Joe DiMaggio's home run record. And then, and apparently then in Deep Space Nine, like that's what, like he, that's who Buck Bokai was. Mm-hmm. Like he mentioned that he was the shortstop for the Kings, which I thought was just like an, a neat little attention to like continuity detail by somebody in the writer's room. Yeah, like making that the same character. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's fun. But he also—I don't know if it's in that episode or a different one. At some point, there's a like baseball card of his that appears on screen, and if like you know, in one of those things that like props that they never thought anybody would see, um, and then people have since like looked into. Apparently, at some point in his career, he played for a team called the Gotham City Bats. Um, I actually. Yeah, that's that's strange because there is a Gotham City. I think that like their team in in the comics, Gotham City's team is called like the Knights or something like that. Oh, really? That but makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, he played for the <laughs> Gotham City Bats at some point. Also, the other weird little random piece of trivia that I 
found is because I was looking at um, I should have written down his name um, the actor uh, Keon or Keone Young I'm not sure yes. if it's Keon or Keone yeah uh, Keon Young um, apparently he's over the course of his acting career he's played four different characters all named Sato really um, yeah including the uh, I don't know if you remember from it's either the second or third season of Rebels, but there's the like ad the rebel like general or admiral or whatever. There's a general Sato. Oh yeah, that's familiar. That like yeah, like is in charge of kind of their sort of like pod of rebels for a while. Huh. Um, and he he plays that guy. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm just looking at his page now too. So he he started his career in 2015. So, um. I guess I didn't realize he was like that. He was—he's like a pre—a pre-past tense uh, uh, character. But. Oh, uh, but the baseball player. Yeah. Uh, for a second, I was just like the actor. That. that no, 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 so, yeah, sorry, no, quite, no, no. His, he started with, his, with, with, no, yeah, sorry. Buck Bokai, Buck Bokai, okay. uh started his career in 2015. So. Okay, so he would I mean, have already been like playing baseball at the time. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I believe that. MLB has been making deals uh, to, uh, like, have some uh, baseball games play in London the last like few years. So I don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe we will get a London Kings. We're not too team. far from the London Kings. Yeah. So maybe maybe Sarkisuk was just off by like a decade or two. Yeah. Well, th- isn't that the explanation now? That the la- I did read yeah. a thing. This is getting into Strange New World stuff, but about yeah, we can how, talk like, about this. But yeah, I, Strange I, I, New Worlds tried to retcon the all the different the various World War Threes that have been mentioned. Yeah. And one of the explanations I saw was basically just that, like, well, like, a lot of records were lost in the post-atomic horror, and so, like, it's all kind of, like, probably what people, like, the dates people have are just kind of off by a bit. That doesn't make any sense. We talked about this off-pod, off but, like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense, though, because people time travel all the time. Yeah, so, like, you... You'd be able to like figure like like it is nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. It's that's okay. It's all right. I just kind of that's a that's a hand wave, which is I, I suppose okay. Yeah. Hi everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard, and I'm Brady Jungle, and today. We are going to resist the urge to talk about Strange New Worlds, which is a good Star Trek show that you will have already heard us talk a special about in the future. Uh, yeah, I was wondering when, uh, in relation to that, this because there's at least this, one other this, point in this episode where I think I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> this episode that we're recording right now is going to come out in August, probably, um, and we will have our special out in July. So yeah. if you want us here to talk about something that I would say so far we like... Um, you can go back and listen to that special because this episode sucks. <laughs> I, oh man, this, this is, I, and I, I'll, I think I'll do the summary and then get into it. But like, we actually haven't is... said the episode either yet. Sorry. So this episode is called yes. <laughs> uh, vanishing point. This is season two, episode 10 of enterprise um, directed by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. Sorry, written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. Written by, like, we're saying, like, the two creative, like, minds behind the show. This is not, like, just yes. some, like, jobber thing. Like, these are the two 
yeah. people who make the program, the, the yeah. showrunners, and then directed by David, David Strayton. And then the Memory Alpha is following her first experience with the transporter, an eerie series of events makes Hoshi think she's becoming invisible to the rest of the crew. So this is so this episode is so bad that even the Memory Alpha uh, thing is written incorrectly, where it looks like um, an eerie series of events had a first experience with the transporter instead of so- Hoshi, which is how it should be written. <laughs> just, just start right off with some mixed modifiers. And... Uh, sorry, though, what were you going to say? I, just, I was, was I, like, we should say what episode we're talking about. Before that's, we... that's fair. I mean, this is, I think, the first episode of Star Trek in a long time that I can remember, at least, that, like, made me angry. Like, there have been ones where I've just, like, that was, like, not good, um, or, like, low quality, or just, like, there have been a lot, I feel like we've done a lot of just kind of nothing episodes, but, like, this one, like, this one ticked me off. Well, it's, (laughs) it's... I'll get into, like, it's a little personal, but, yeah. It's interesting because... I feel like we've we've been doing this show long enough. This is episode I think close to ninety. I think that's like eighty eight or eighty nine. I think, and I think it's eighty nine. And um, so we're we're actually pretty close to hundred when you count our our specials. Um, but like, we've had a lot of different like qualifiers for worst episode in this time period. So we I would think we have like yeah worst episode like morally, which is like probably the uh, Alan of Troyes, right? Like, or like or like adjust- a woman, yeah. Yeah, or, or like if you if you adjust for like cultural context, maybe it's forty days and forty nights, right? Uh-huh. And then however many days and nights. Yeah, or yeah, not forty days and forty nights. What? Sorry, I just went back to Sunday school for a second. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I always call it nights, six days, seven nights, which is yeah. like a, an old Harrison Ford movie, I think. Um, and then we have like worst episode, like qualitatively, which is probably skin of evil i would i would say is yeah there's a few that are up there but that's what i would say yeah and then like just in terms of like television quality yeah but this might be the worst story like this like this might be like the worst like where it's just like doesn't need to exist like non-entity like nothing of a story that we've maybe watched for the show yeah i mean it can't like it can't be the only... I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but it can't be the only time Star Trek has done the, like, and it was all just a dream. But yeah, it's a pretty egregious example of, of that. Yeah. I mean, Kim and I watched this one together, and I would say the same. We felt, we felt the same as you, I think, when we got over it, we were just, like, mad. We were just like, why did I sit through that? <laughs> like, what, like... Yeah. Well, for me, for me, it's partially that, like, from a sort of, like, story, to, and it's partially, like that and again like this is something i'm gonna get i think into and like i will have some stuff to say about this but i think they like had an opportunity like i spent most of the episode wondering like if it was going to be about what it seemed to be about like they had something there and i think they the end of the episode revealed that they like had no idea what they were doing yes I agree with you. That 100%. all of it was like entirely just being projected by me, and like they completely missed their own point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. It, it's it's. We've seen a couple other episodes of Star Trek like that where it's just like, oh, you're yeah. close to almost saying something, and then you're just, just yeah, like, you, then, you like accidentally did something that was like over your own head, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, or like you, yeah, like you were so bought into. 
Like, you were not actually trying to, like, comment on the trope. You were just using the trope to very ill effect. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, so, yeah, I'll, I, I'll run through the story of the episode, which is, like, not much more than that memory out. That's another thing. No, there's, like, nothing happens. <laughs> like, well, nothing, like, literally nothing, nothing happens happen. in this episode. But, like, story, like, there's no, like, yeah. Like, it's it's only, like, it's one of those episodes that, and I think we've, like, we usually comment on this when it happens. Because, like, I think when you don't have a B-plot, it makes the episode feel so long. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it unless you... so little ground in the amount of time it takes. Well, it depends. I mean, you can make it work. Like, actually, while we, like, right before we were, we got on the call together, I was editing our Captain's Holiday episode, which is an episode that doesn't really have a B-plot, and that episode oh, that's rules. True. Yeah. So it's like, you can do it, but, like, you have to you make sure you've got the goods, you know, if you're going to yeah. do that. But in this one, you can't have, because of what the A-plot is, you can't have a B-plot. That's because, true. Because, like, it doesn't... Although, I'm, I'm trying to remember now, like, do they cheat at all? Like, do they, do they like, ever have a scene where, without her in it um, once she goes to the... No, I don't think they do. I think because there was one where like I thought they were for a second. I was just like, oh, I don't. Is this because because I I was wondering. There were a few things kind of early on that made me wonder if like this was what they were gonna do or like some variation on like it was just all gonna be a bad dream or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think every like there was one scene where like it starts out with. Like the captain and to Paul and the doctor, I think talking, and then but then it eventually like pans over and she's sort of like sitting in the corner. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She's just like kind of like up on it. That's another weird thing about this episode <laughs> where it's like, why did why did she like they do? Wh- kind why of did they make her forget to follow the that like forget that she's incorporeal? <laughs> well, but but I was gonna say though, like, why does um why do they make her take her uniform off? Like, like, for, like, the second half of the episode, she's just, like, walking around. Oh, she's and in, like, like, yoga pants. She's yeah. got yoga pants and, like, a, a midriff bearing shirt, which, like, which is fine. Like, I'm not saying that there's, a, like, that's wrong, but I'm just, like, this, like, why'd you do this? Like, did you just, like, want to show off um, what's-her-name's uh, bod? You know, like, it just it seemed like a, a strange, like, there was no reason for you to have done that, I guess, unless you, it was really, really important to your episode that she gets stuck in the gym for X amount of time, you know? yeah. Yeah, that was another thing too. Where it's just like it was very, um, it was very um, inconsistent about like what she could go through. Yeah, it's like, like she's she, like clearly like, and I guess she like didn't realize it and maybe could have phased through the door or like it's a progressive thing. And again, like I guess the explanation ends up being like it's all just in her head. So like. Really, the inconsistencies are with her imagination, not with the writing of the show. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but yes. Well, because I mean, like right before that, like definitely... her, she was like trying to pick up like a weight, and her hand keeps passing through it. Yeah. And then like someone closes the door, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't go out because the door's closed." Yeah. Uh, I think you're, you're right. You also texted me this, which which is I I also thought about this while I was watching the episode. This episode is suffers worse because. There is a TNG episode where Ro and Jordy become invisible and like have to like figure out what's going on. That is like a very similar setup to this, but that episode's a good and it isn't. It doesn't end with them just all being in a dream, you know? Yeah, like, that episode's uh, really good because like it deals with like 
because for it's for a, at least part of it like they think that they're actually dead and they're ghosts and like yeah. Ro has to sort of come to terms with like that's not what her religion says is supposed to happen and yeah it's yeah that's a really good episode and yeah this does kind of have a sort of like hey remember when we did that and you liked it i do have some bad news though which is that um i have seen our schedule coming up and we do have um another episode <laughs> where a character is invisible and thinks that she's dead uh coming up very soon on the podcast and oh, really? it is not and it is not that one it's a it's another quite bad one for it's a voyager episode not not the one uh, we're, okay. we're, we are just spoiling it for the end of this episode. We the one we're doing next time is n- is another Voyager episode. It's not that's, the one yeah, I'm talking it's not about. That one. But that's you know, a few episodes after that is we're going to be talking about Coda, which is another like, a, a bad Voyager episode about Janeway thinking she's a ghost. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So this I guess let me quickly again. It'll be quick. I'll run through the actual plot of this episode because we've been yeah. just kind of like referencing it a bunch. But basically, it so it starts out with uh, Hoshi and Trip are like down on a planet doing archaeology, basically. And there's a space storm coming, and a plant, or I guess a, just a regular storm on the planet. Like there's a storm coming, and so they have to like quickly beam back up to the ship. Like they don't have time to get in the shuttle and fly. And well, I think it is. It's a space storm in the way that we talk about things being space things. Where it's not in space, but it's got like yeah, it's not like a regular thunderstorm. But yeah, yeah it's got just like, like some it's ions or something. Magnetism and polarity yeah. storm. Yeah. And they sort of talk about how like apparently the transporter is like new technology at this point. So like only like a couple people have actually used it and like Hoshi's never used it and so she's very kind of nervous like doesn't want to get transported up and they're like that's the only way to send you up and so they beam her up and she arrives on the ship well they beam trip up they, first they beam trip up uh, first yeah so this is actually so uh i was thinking about this so we've actually seen i think the first time that a transporter is used to to do to do a human in starfleet which is um the that guy you remember in that first in the first season episode of Voyager we watched, I think that was the last time we watched with Caitlin and Nicole uh, last year, um, where that guy they have to it's the one where where like like everyone is suspicious of T'Pol because they're all like going crazy on that planet. Oh yeah, and then they they beam that guy up and he's got like all of those like leaves stuck. In oh space. yeah, they like it, it all got kind of like mixed together in the transporter. So yeah. And which is kind of cool, actually. Like that's probably my favorite part of that episode. And and then in this episode, they they're kind of like, all right, well, it's been approved now for human use because like before they had to do it just because it was an emergency. Yeah. And, and this is like another like dumb thing about this episode is is that like it's doing that that where like I think if you asked somebody why does this episode exist, it it's the reason it exists is because it's like doing the thing that the Enterprise does that it doesn't need to do where it just explains the origins of things. Yeah. So it's like, did you notice, like, when they beam up, it looks different. It looks it looks like their particles are, like, in a different, like, shape than any of the other particles when they when you beam up in oh, any of the other like shows. Oh, it's not normal, like, sort of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, then in the, and then at the end of the episode, they're like, well, this is something, such and such a thing went wrong. And so from now on, Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, we're gonna start like focusing the beam or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, because then she says something along the lines of like, "Oh well, don't 
beam me up anywhere or something like i think it's like yeah yeah it's like and that's why it's called beaming and like also and and then it's like and that's why it looks like it looks i guess later and it's like and but it's just this is one of those things where yeah. just we're just like nobody cared like nobody <laughs> right. wanted to know that we, like we it spent doesn't decades being just like completely accepting like oh yeah you have transporters they beam yeah because shuttles were too big of a budget item yeah so that's I, I think ostensibly why this episode exists. Sorry, okay. you can keep going. I just, but I was just it was just me thinking of that. Where yeah. it's just another unnecessary thing from the show. Yeah, and then she gets back on the ship and is just kind of very like she just feels kind of off and is just like I am worried that the transporter like didn't do it right and I think something's wrong with me and she spends a lot of time like looking in the mirror and thinks that one of her like freckles has moved to a different part of her face. And she goes to the doctor, and the doctor checks her out and is like, no, you're perfectly fine. And, like, offers to... It's just like, you just need to get some rest, and, like, offers to give her a sedative. And then... And there's a thing that happens a few times, kind of early on, where, like, she feels like people are just kind of, like, don't notice her or are ignoring her. Like, she'll go up in the mess hall to a table and be like, is anybody sitting here? And they all just kind of keep talking. And then she repeats herself, and they're like, oh, hi, Hoshi, like, sit with us. Which I did feel like the effect of, like, Hoshi feels like everyone is ignoring her is a little bit lost because in my, like, limited experience with Enterprise, generally I feel like the show ignores her or, like, forgets she's there. And again, like, I don't think this is, like, I don't think they chose this character on purpose for that reason, but she is kind of a character that's just generally overlooked that you could say something about, but didn't. If you were going to pick someone on purpose, you should have picked Mayweather. Because he's even... Yeah, he's I guess got he's even, even He's more. got it even worse than her. Yeah. The, the character I frequently forget is a main cast member on the, <laughs> right. on the show. Especially when I skip the... To skip the credits. The theme song, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I guess I'm, I'm curious. Like, I, I kind of want to check in. Like, keep on explaining. But, like, I do want to check in periodically and ask, like... What are you thinking as you're watching? Like, because like Kim and I, this whole time, are like trying to figure out like what is happening. You know, like what what's the thing? You know, and I think it, yeah. and I think at this point, I'm like in that like I think that it's like it's like a created reality where it's like um, like do you remember the 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 TNG episode where Riker like gets transported to like a version of I think of the ship. But it's not actually a ship. But he's, oh, yeah. He's transported there by, like, Romulans who are trying to, like... Yeah, and they keep like, kind of, like... Yeah, trying to kind of change... Like, like Minuet is, like, there for a while. And he's like, but you don't actually exist. You're just in the holodeck. And then... Yeah. Yeah. And so, at, at this point, I think he, I'm thinking, like, oh, this is, like... Oh, she got transported to, like, a fake version of the Enterprise yeah. that someone's trying to, like... Yeah. I think I... So, th- I think this was the point where... Especially, like, right after she went to the doctor was the point where, like, I basically was like, this is either going to be about what it seems to be about, but, like, I'm not sure that I trust, based on, like, what I know of Enterprise, I'm not sure I trust them to do that, and I'm afraid that it's going to end up being, like, either she's just kind of imagining all these, like, she's, like, she's got some, like, paranoia or transporter phobia like i for a while i thought this was going to be about transporter phobia they were going to try to like bring back this like hey remember when barkley had oh, transporter yeah. phobia 
Um, that, that, yeah, that, like, she was just being irrational and kind of imagining these things. Or, or I, like, did suspect, like, maybe they are just going to have it all be, like... Because there's one point, I think, where, like, Archer comes into her room and is just, like, lay down and, like, get some rest and come back tomorrow. And then she, like, wakes up, like, the neck... She wakes up because there's, like, the sort of red alert because, yeah. uh... At, at, at some point, uh basically what they say is that uh like trip went back down for the shuttle and got kidnapped by aliens and like she has to come up on the bridge and try to like translate the aliens language and she can't do it and everyone gets mad at her and they like send her away um, uh the, the aliens who, who who sound for all the world like they're speaking uh hatties Kim and I both, like both individually yeah. were like thinking like that sounds like Star Wars language like the because they're they're like uka to champo da pa like this very 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 Hatties style banta pudu yeah well, it really was very similar yeah it it is that very kind of just like yeah sound sounds uh, the same yeah and so like because she like went to sleep and woke up I was just like oh like this like everything from that point on is a dream. I kind of okay. wondered if they were going to do that. But what I... Because... Uh, yeah, I, I, let me... I'll finish running through it. But, like... They, so, like, all these things keep happening, and then gradually she kind of starts becoming incorporeal, basically, where, like, she'll pass through things, or... People... And, like, so she... Then it happens where, like, she's in the gym, and <clears throat> is trying to, like, lift weights, and her hands just pass through the weights. And then... Gets locked in... And, like, the next morning, again, like, or, like, the next day, like, she's still sitting in the gym, and, like, every, like, Archer and Trip come in, and Trip is just like, well, she was just here, this is the last place I saw her, and she, like, is standing in front of them and saying, like, hey, it's me, and they can't see her, and they can't hear her, and then she kind of, like, follows them around the ship while they're trying to look for her, and basically the doctor kind of looks through his stuff and says like oh yeah it turns out there was some problem with the transporter and her molecules all just kind of like dissipated um and she's gone now and so she kind of follows them around and then she sees these aliens who are the same the same aliens because they're still talking in the like hatties basically <laughs> like oompa toki and then like, she sees them, and they're, like, setting bombs to blow up the ship. And so she keeps trying to, like, communicate with Archer and, like, turns a light on and off in Morse code. And The Archer is just kind of like, huh? And yeah. Just like, and <laughs> For a, like, a very long scene, he just kind of, like, first, like, has this, like, very badly executed, awkward conversation with her dad, where, like, he calls her dad to tell her that she's dead, but then keeps just like not <laughs> saying she's dead yeah he's just like we and like hoshi hoshi's like one of the family and like and her dad is like she was on a like planet really dumb too where he's just and like, like everyone's told us the transporters are safe <laughs> and her dad's just like why why are you talking to me right but then, now <laughs> but then he also is like you know she's she's not okay and he's like oh what happened and he's like well we lost her and he's like is she dead? Or is it just like, yeah? Just, it's like, like long and drawn out, and he's just it's yeah. just like you would think you would have had training in how to break bad news to. But also, you think your dad would have training in how to understand when someone's trying to tell you something. I guess, like, yeah. It's, it's both. They're both being obtuse. Yeah, but. it's like this like drawn out thing where like she's just sitting there like flicking this light back and forth all the time, and then like it stops, and Archer just kind of 
stares at the screen for a while and then notices the thing and then like calls the call in and they stare at it (laughs) but how can she flip the light back on and off either like that was another stupid thing where it's like she can like her her hand is incorporeal to get up into inside of the the circuit yeah but then she can still uh, touch the circuit and make it do things yeah i think she's like somehow like disrupting the energy okay of flow or something i don't know but yeah like that's all she can do is just kind of like go into this light and like flip it on and off and he just kind of like stares at it and then like paul comes in and they stare at it and they're just like it's probably nothing (laughs) like it's probably nothing even though they know that it's saying sos and i think don't they even know that she's that it's spelling Hoshi, and then they're just well, like, so, oh, so that's then she weird. tries to, like, <laughs> they know it's SOS in Morse code, but then she tries to spell Hoshi, and I don't think they catch that part of it. Like, then they're just like, well, that was weird. Um, so maybe that's the only Morse code Archer knows? I don't know. Well, it says in memory off, I'm pretty sure you know, he does see that it spells SOSH, and then he's like, whatever. And then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Which is again that it's like everyone is acting stupid in this episode, and then like at the end you're like, oh okay, I guess I understand why they're acting stupid because it's like when you're having a bad dream and like you can't, you know, like I don't know if that happens to you. A lot of times when I'm having a bad dream, my bad dream is just like me trying to do a thing I could easily do in real life, and then I can't. Like, uh-huh. and so it's like kind of has that vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, and so then she goes down and like is trying to stop the aliens from planting their bomb and again again does but yeah because i guess then she does the same thing where like her hand goes inside the bomb and then she's able to turn it off and they come back and then like the the aliens basically like step like have their own little portable transporter pad and they step on the transporter pad to like beam away from the ship Mm -hmm. and she steps on the transporter pad to follow them and then beams onto enterprise in like and they're just like, oh, good, you made it. Like, it took us a couple extra seconds to get you here from the planet. And all the things... She's like, yeah, well, where, there's a bomb. There's a people. Yeah, there's bomb. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, oh, you silly girl. Yeah. You just imagined it all in over the course of, like, the time it took to transport you here. And... End of episode. And that's, yep, and that's the story. <laughs> and, yeah. well, and then Archer tries to say something of just, like... You mean, like, in your imagination, you stepped on the transporter pad, even though you're scared of transporting. And, like, that means you conquered your fears. That's what this was all about. <laughs> and you're so just stupid. like, what? No. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad and dumb. I hate it. Yeah. Because, so so here's the thing for me with this episode. That, be, like, I feel like for me, it spent, it got really close to... I think, like, a real, like, a serious thing and, like, a real experience that a bunch of people, and, like, in particular, a bunch, like, again, like, I don't know if they picked this character on purpose and, like, specifically, like, one of the two women on the show because, like, and again, I I mostly know this as in, like, the setting of healthcare, but I I know happens in, like, tons of areas, but, like, it again, and in this show it does happen with, like, the doctor where, like, people and, like, I think more often than not women will like know that they're like be saying like there is something wrong like I feel like something's not right like I you know and like just kind of are constantly like written off and dismissed and being like oh no you're fine it's all in your head 
you know, and then t- to the point, and then like for like years, and then they'll find out like, oh, there actually was like something terribly wrong that like could have been taken care of, like if someone right. had just bothered to take you seriously and look for it. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to talk about this because that's exactly the, what I was thinking. Well, it's weird because like it kind of like ping pongs back and forth like in a in a strange way where I was like, I wonder how this is going to like land. Where like yeah, I think like the charitable read on it is is like somebody who yeah is is, is somebody who has like a, a, a illness and like their their healthcare provider like just doesn't believe them, which is which is like I think yeah I think an interesting thing to have an episode about especially I think at this time period would have been a pretty progressive thing to have an yeah. episode be about and I was definitely thinking that but I was like on the on the flip side like I was like alternate reads on it that I was also like a little bit worried they were going to go down like I don't I don't think that this that this episode that this show would ever do like an anti like a straight up like anti-vax thing but like you know like there's a thing where like Tucker's like well you know Starfleet says it's safe that's good enough for me oh yeah and then and and then also the other thing was just like I definitely agree with you that like that kind of thing happens but then I also do think that there are people who like say who like talk about medical conditions that like are not proven medical conditions or like maybe they have something wrong with them, but it's not necessarily like the thing. Yeah. There are definitely like fictitious things where I was like, and, and like, I'm not even saying that like chronic limes isn't a, isn't a thing. Cause I'm not, a, I don't know, but like, you know, there's like some, certainly some disagreement in the medical community over that. And, and also, but also like, yeah. Or if you read about, I don't know if you've ever heard of Morgellon syndrome, which is like a fascinating thing to read about every now and then we're basically like people imagine that like there are actual like tiny worms crawling under their skin and they mm. will like find little like pieces of like fiber and hair and be like, look, like they crawled out and died. And like, that's what this little thing is. And like, are like, like there's a whole community of people who are like convinced of this thing. Um, yeah, so like there are definitely yeah like things, but but I feel like there are also a bunch of times, and like there are even things like functional abdominal pain and like stuff where like just because like we don't have an explanation for it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I think is a like a real yeah. problem with the medical field right now, and like something that like is is often just communicated poorly, where mm-hmm. like. Like, there's a difference, like, someone is, like, actually experiencing, like, debilitating pain and, like, really bad symptoms. And, like, yes, we can't find, like, a thing on a CAT scan, but that doesn't mean that they're not experiencing it. Right, Or, like, even stuff like fibromyalgia, right? Like, I think it's written off as just, like, oh, you're just, like, making it up. Where it's just, like, no, like, this person, like, actually has really bad pain because, like, the nerves and pain receptors are, like, firing when they're not supposed to. And, like, unfortunately, we don't have a good, like, kind of cut-and-dry explanation for why that happens or a good, like, intervention to stop it. But that doesn't mean that, like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And, and, and this, sorry, again, this is, like, a kind of a personal rant for no, me. No, no, no. And, it's, and it's so good. it was something that, and again, like, happens, I think, like, more often with women than anybody else. Right? Like, we, like, medicine has historically been very bad at, treat. like, we came up with a word that means basically being like being crazy crazy because you have a uterus. Yeah. Um, Right. Like, so, so, so again, like, and it's something where there was a point in this episode where I like, it, it all just followed those lines so closely. Cause like she goes to a doctor and he like is runs like, first of all, like 
just kind of like runs some tests and tell her she's fine and like offers her like a valium is just basically yeah and then like says i'm really busy you need to leave now yeah and and that's and that's again so it's going back to like talking about hysteria like that's a thing where they were just like yeah like you're just crazy like you need to sleep more, which is basically like you yeah. know, you need drugs to like make right. you calm down, which is basically what everyone's telling you. Or like you need like to be kept to somewhere where you have less stimulation and like yeah. you need to be locked in a room in the attic by your husband. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah, like it's all very yeah. It like I think gets so close to that that there was a point where I was wondering if that's what this was going to be about, and I think they didn't even. Realize, that realize it, that. because then the point ends up being, like, sometimes women do actually just be crazy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because like. <laughs> even, even after, like, the first thing, literally the first thing that happens after she, like, does beam aboard the ship and, like, she's back in her, maybe that's why they did the different costumes, so that, like, the, you immediately know, like, when she beams back in her uniform, like, oh, you're like, oh, true. like, this is, like, a, a different timeline or whatever. Like, yeah. she beams back and she's in her uniform and she's like, like, we have to, like, there's a bomb and there's aliens and we have to stop them. And, like, the immediate thing is they're just all like, no, you're wrong. Like, you're just yeah. imagining that, you silly girl. And, like, the doctor checks her out again and tells her she's perfectly fine. And, yeah. like, and that's how it ends. And, like, it's just like, they're, it's the exact same things that were happening before, except this time she is fine. I, yeah. Um, that's so funny that we, cause, so, cause I, yeah, what I was saying is, is that like, I, I was kind of ping-ponging back and forth between like, is this episode about that or is it about like, kind of like the other side of that, like the thing where it's just like, yeah, like Mark or something where it's like, there is a real thing or if there isn't a real thing or like there is a thing where it's like people don't know, but like, because it's kind of not really a proven thing, like people yeah. kind of ascribe to like, or something, you know, but like, but I was and like, I think that's kind of like, more what they were trying or like they were kind of getting to like the like transporter phobia of just like like you people are afraid of like things they don't understand and you really just because the, the, they had that little like weird thing with Archer at the end being like and then you like you just needed to face your fears all along but but I, I mean like I, but I, I I try to go into like every one of these episodes charitably and so I was basically for most of the episode along the same lines as you thinking about like the the kind of women's healthcare angle of it. It, it, but that's just, that's just interesting that we, we both kind of like came to this this conclusion separately, and then because when you when you said you that was something that bothered you personally, I was like I wonder if we, I wonder if that's what he's gonna say, which it was, and, and like it's it's just so funny that like it's right there for anyone to see really, and yeah. then just they're like no no that's what what are you talking about yeah and, and I, I I like went and looked on the memory alpha page too because I was like is there anything on this one. In like the production of the background, oh, we're about, like in interviews. Like, they were like, "This is like what we wanted to talk about, or whatever." And there's very, very little on this one. So mm. it, it, I, I couldn't, as far as I can tell, there's not any work on Emma Ralph anyway about like why they did this episode or like what it was supposed to be about or anything like that. But yeah, it's just really rough. And, and it's funny too because you were saying at the at the end where they're just like, "Oh yeah," and you face your fears or whatever. But like. If anything, the moral of this episode should be like that the transporter is bad and scary. Like, like where it's like, I am ultimately like on Hoshi's side here, I guess. Where it's because it's like they told her it would be fine, and then it wasn't fine because she almost got lost in the pattern buffer because like one of the things was like a little bit screwed up, and then she had this weird like near death experience that was like very traumatic, you know. And it's it's yeah. like the thing of like the transporter is like the other thing along with the holodeck, where it's just like. 
maybe you shouldn't be using these things if you <laughs> right. can start there. You do like, have a, seem to have a long history of accidents involving the transporter. Yeah, because like that's one of the reasons why that Barclay episode is, I remember it being pretty good anyway, is because it's like, he has a transporter phobia, and then he does, basically his phobia is totally vindicated, you know, like, it, it, so it's a kind of this, like, uh-huh. horrible thing that happens to him, you know, and it's like, yeah, like, and it's like, he faces his fears, but the show is like, hey, you faced your fears in the case, in the, in the face of an actually dangerous situation, and, like, you did a good job, whereas in this one, it's just kind of like, oh, you faced your fears, and, like, see, there was never anything to worry about, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, she just went to, like, an alternate reality while her particles were all jumbled around, you know, like, that's, like, yeah. uh... It's not normal. Yeah. Um, really bad. Just really bad stuff. Yeah. And I think there was, like, I... It it does kind of also make me think of, like, something that I was planning to and probably will or will have talk about in the Strange New Worlds when we talk about that. Of, mm-hmm. like, it, it Strange New Worlds got me thinking, and then this episode made me think about it more, the, like, how a show kind of gets you to trust it, I guess, or, like, gets you to a point where you are, like, charitable towards it, or, like, on, like you're, like, on board with, like, I'm willing to go along with what you're going to do, and, like... Yeah. And, like, Enterprise, like, I think somehow Strange New Worlds managed to do that, like, because it's, it's basically kind of... I've, I've been trying to figure out why I like Strange New Worlds, and, like, kind of... I'm not doing a good job of articulating what it is that I like about that show, but... I think it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to watch. Yeah, like, but like even I don't know how far you've gotten into it at this point. But like I'm only like 3 episodes in, I think. Okay. But like even that show yeah, like I think will like deal with on occasion like kind of heavier darker stuff. But like I'm more okay with it than I am with like a show like Discovery or Picard dealing with the same kind of thing sometimes. Yeah. And I think, like, Enterprise basically, like, again, and, like, sampling error, I I haven't seen it in continuity or, like, up to this point, or, like, maybe I've missed some of the good ones, but I think in general, I don't, like, I, I spent most of this episode being, like, I don't think I trust, from what I know of Enterprise, I don't think I trust Enterprise to tell the story story, that I think you could tell here. Yep, I think that's fair. I, I think it, it's funny because I felt kind of the same, but like not necessarily because of Enterprise natively, but because like something else we haven't really talked about in this episode is that like the dialogue in this episode is terrible. Like, I don't know if you found that, but just like, Hoshi yeah, has to say was... a bunch of stuff, and it's just like, I, you know, I, I mean, like. Yeah, it kind of made me, I don't know, it, early on in this episode, I kind of had a moment of being like, I wonder if, and again, like, because she's so rarely a focal point in the show like and because of like the writing and the dialogue like i can't tell if linda park is like not a good actor or not if that makes sense well i think if i had seen like are there scenes where just like like no one could do anything with those lines or is she just like not really like she's just kind of like yeah well you know you know me you know that i usually i usually am going to like fault the writing over the actor uh, like, and you're right. We haven't seen Linda Park in, in very much stuff, um, so it's hard to say. Uh, but I feel like we have seen her in other things where, we, like, she wasn't. Like, like, I don't know. It's like she's in. She's in like 
three days and three nights, and yeah, she has she like kind one of, like of the, the best part of that episode. Yeah, Not she's got one of the, no, I guess uh, Flocks is the best part of that episode. <laughs> but yeah, but she's but got yeah. one of the more tolerable. Yeah. And she's doing fine she in that. Fine like in that, yeah. she's not she's not just like annoying and and shrill, you know. Like like, and she is in this one, and I don't I don't think it's because of her. Like, like to be clear, like I, I like it's I think I think it's just because like, the stuff she's saying is like so basic and like kind of like, whiny. But again, it shouldn't be whiny. Like that's that's the thing. Is it like so this whole time I'm just like I'm suspicious of this because like this is not being executed in a way that I think is actually very sympathetic toward this character. When I think that you should, that's how it should be happening. Like it should, you should be sympathetic towards this character. Yeah, because it, it should. Uh, like if it's all about like the emotions this character is going through, you want to have the audience sympathize and like kind of feel those emotions with her, right? Because like that's where the power of yeah. this is, right? Is that like. It is scary to feel like you are like no one is listening to you or that like no one is like kind of literally no one is seeing you and also metaphorically no one is seeing you. Right. Like that is something you can tap into and like draw emotion from. Yeah. That Yeah. They don't even. Yeah. that hit that. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was just just very, very poorly done. I think one one of the worst Enterprise episodes we've we've watched for the podcast probably uh, is very frustrating. And, and yeah, and like the whole time to be trying to figure out like what is it, what is it? Like beyond like the thematic stuff, where it's just like for the most of the episode, I was like either she's she's like been beamed somewhere else, mm-hmm. or like or like she just actually is disappearing. Which is like that thing. That's one of the reasons why this episode suffers so much too, is because it reminds me of like that episode, the next phase with 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 uh, Ro and Jordy. Yeah. It also reminds me. It reminds me of that. I think a pretty good episode of of TNG, where Crusher, where like everyone is disappearing. Oh yeah, and on like, the ship. She's like kind of the only one who like notices that anything's abnormal. Which and is like another kind of but like. She's bo- just like. Where is Worf? And everyone's like, I don't like, know who you're talking about. Yeah, like it's interesting because like that that episode is also kind of like another believe women episode. But like, yeah. the point of it is to actually believe women. Like, yeah, because like, like, she she ends up because she's like, right. Like, yeah, yeah. That so, one has like a great. I, I love the moment in that one. The one that always like sticks out to me is like near the end where it's just her and Picard, and yeah. she's like, and she's trying to reason with him. She's like, this is a massive ship. There's no reason there would be a ship this big for only two people. Like we can't be the only two people on this ship. Yeah. And he's like, he's I don't like, remember you, anybody else. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> um, and yeah, so like that's another reason why this episode suffers. I think is because like, it was just kind of reminding me of like other better episodes of Star Trek that I could be watching instead of this one. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, I think that unfortunately was just kind of the problem of Enterprise, but. But we've seen a couple of good ones lately. We have I don't seen, know, like, uh, yeah, lately we've had, I think, some really good ones. Uh, I mean, I, I think, I just, I think, like, maybe, like, the key is, like, Jeffrey Combs. Like, if Jeffrey Combs is on an episode, <laughs> like, you're going to get some some business. But, because we've seen, what, like, two or three with him now? Um, yeah. And those ones are, have been fun. All right, well, I don't have anything else. you have anything else for this episode? No, that was, okay. that was it. it was, I mean, again, like, we... That's the only thing that happened this episode. We talked about it. I feel like a good amount. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to be back with the episode Collective, which is Voyager Season 6, Episode 16. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at, con- at uh, Contracts. You can 
Email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com or you can follow us on YouTube at, at outofcontracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, check any of those folks out. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>